The prophecies are given to us so that we can rule out people and say, well, that person can't be the Messiah that we've waited for because they don't fit all the criteria that God gave in the Jewish Hebrew scriptures, what we call the Old Testament. 27% of all the Bible is prophecy, yet so few pastors teach these prophecies. How can we remedy the situation? Christians today need to discover the power of prophecy and see that biblical prophecies have yet to come to pass, and those that have guarantee that those left unfulfilled will come to pass. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Inside the Epicenter with Joel Rosenberg, a podcast of the Joshua Fund, a ministry dedicated to blessing Israel and her neighbors in the name of Jesus. I'm Carl Muller, Executive Director of the Joshua Fund, and today we present the Bible Prophecy Project and the importance of understanding prophecy in our time. Did you know that 27% of the Bible is prophecy? 27%. Unfortunately, there's a lot of pastors in the world, including in the United States, that don't teach it at all, or almost at all. Is that helpful? to not teach 27% of the Bible? Now, there are several reasons why pastors don't teach it. One reason is because they haven't really studied it carefully, or they don't really believe it, or it's too confusing, or it's just too controversial. Look, I get that. Some people are like, listen, have you gone to these Bible prophecy websites? They're all in flames and red and black, and every sentence is in capital letters with 92 exclamation points after it. Who wants to be identified with these prophecy nuts? These these websites look like they were built in Roswell, New Mexico, in Area 51. And so a lot of people are like, I just don't want to be connected to that. I don't want to be involved or connected to the prophecy nuts. Look, I get that. But there are lunatics and heretics who preach the gospel, too. Not the real gospel, not the biblical gospel, but their own versions of it. But evangelists and pastors, we don't, we don't say, oh, I'm not going to preach the gospel because there are gospel lunatics out there, because there are people who, who, who aren't teaching proper theology. No, and we, we say we need to focus even more. We need to be more serious and more clear about what the gospel of Jesus Christ is. Why? Because it's so important. It's about people's salvation. So we can't avoid Bible prophecy just because there are Bible prophecy lunatics out there, and there are. But here's the thing. Uh, think of it this way. If you have a son or daughter and you decide to teach them 27% less of what they need to know to drive a car safely, are you helping them? What about the other people on the road? Are you helping them? Mm, probably not. What if you run a medical school and you decide, I'm going to teach 27% less of what these future doctors need to know to save lives? Who are you helping? The doctors? What about the people on the table? What about the patients? Right? It's not helpful to just take out one out of four verses of the Bible and say, I'm not covering that. Right? But that's the problem. It's, it's a crisis. These are things that God wants us to know. All scripture is useful, the Apostle Paul tells Timothy, to help us, to equip us so that we know what God's thinking and how we're supposed to serve him. One of the biggest questions that I get asked is, how do we really know that Jesus, Yeshua in Hebrew, is the Messiah? Right? There's now a million Jewish people of Jewish descent around the world, mostly in the United States, who believe that Jesus is the Messiah. That's exciting. I'm one of them. But I get pushback 
mostly from Jewish people, saying, Hi, come on, that's ridiculous. I, that, you're, you're disparaging Judaism by saying that people are going to convert away. No, no. If Jesus really is the Jewish Messiah, then the most Jewish thing you can do is follow him, right? Moses said there's going to be one coming, and we all have to follow him. And if you don't follow him, you're going to be cut off from the people of Israel. That person is the Messiah. So the question is, who is the Messiah? And I'm saying Jesus is the Messiah, and I'm getting pushback from people saying, how would you possibly know that? Well, one way is because of the ancient Hebrew prophecies, the Messianic prophecies. Let me give you an example. The prophecies are given to us so that we can rule out people and say, well, that person can't be the Messiah that we've waited for because they don't fit all the criteria that God gave in the Jewish Hebrew scriptures, what we call the Old Testament, right? So to me, it's like a phone number, okay? So let's say that um, you dial my number. Let's say we're in the United States. Obviously, I'm in Israel now. But let's say you dial my number, which starts 1703. Now, I'm not going to give you my whole number right now. Thank you. Or maybe ever. I, I don't even know you. But if you start dialing 1703 or somebody that knows me <laughs> uh, starts dialing that, what's going to happen? Well, the computers are eliminating options. The moment you dial 1703, you eliminate the entire world except the United States. You also eliminate all 50 states except for Virginia. You eliminate all of Virginia except Northern Virginia. That's what happened and you've only dialed in four numbers. Now, as you keep dialing each number up to 10, you're eliminating all options until you get me. Now, that's what's so miraculous and so powerful about Bible prophecy. By understanding messianic Bible prophecies, for example, you can eliminate possibilities and narrow in on who the Messiah actually is. So let's look at a few examples. In Isaiah chapter nine, the prophet tells us specifically, for unto us a child is born. Okay, so the Messiah is going to be a human being. Okay, it's not gonna be some angel. It's not a vision. It's not an age, it's an actual human being. For unto us a child is born, okay? It's a human being who's gonna be born. For unto us a son is given. Okay, so we can eliminate angels and ghosts and whatever. Now we're talking about a human being, but we're also talking about a male, right? A son is born, a son is given. So you can eliminate all women. There can't be a woman Messiah. Okay, now the next thing in Isaiah 9, we're still in Isaiah 9, the Hebrew prophet tells us that one of his names is going to be El Gibor, Mighty God. Okay, so this is interesting. It's a human being, but he's also God. He's not named he's like God. He, he, he's described that he is Mighty God, that he's connected to the everlasting Father and that he's the Prince of Peace. Okay, so that's what Isaiah tells us. So you can eliminate angels, you can eliminate, uh, you know, ghosts or whatever. It has to be a male and they're not coming from the sky. They're going to be born like a baby, right? Like a, like a human baby. Now, let's take Micah chapter five. The Hebrew prophet Micah tells us specifically where the Messiah is going to be born. He's going to be born in Bethlehem. Now, not just any old Bethlehem, not Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, not the dozens of Bethlehems around the United States, not the Bethlehems that are, there's many of them around the world. There was even a Bethlehem in Northern Israel in the ancient times of the first century. No, Micah says specifically, 
Bethlehem Ephrata in Judea. That's the Bethlehem where King David was born. That's the Bethlehem just a few miles south of Jerusalem. So you can eliminate the entire rest of the world. The Messiah can't be born anywhere except Bethlehem. Now that's a problem today because if the Messiah hasn't come so far, how will a Jewish baby be born from the house of David in Bethlehem? There's not a single Jew that lives there anymore because the Israeli government in the Oslo Accords gave Bethlehem to the Palestinian Authority. One more, there are many, obviously, there's hundreds of uh, prophecies about the Messiah, but one more, Daniel chapter 9 says that this Messiah will come, he's going to bring atonement, he's going to bring forgiveness for sins, he's going to fulfill prophecy, but then he's going to be cut off. Now, the rabbis didn't understand, what did that mean? What did it mean the Messiah is going to be cut off? Well, Daniel doesn't tell us. But then it says, Daniel does tell us that he will be cut off, but then he adds that this will happen before Jerusalem is destroyed and the temple is destroyed. Well, that's an important clue. Why? Because we know now from history when the temple was destroyed after Daniel wrote his prophecies, right? That was 70 AD when the Romans destroyed the city of Jerusalem, destroyed the temple. And now there's a Muslim uh, site, of course, uh, over my shoulder where the temple once stood. So last point here, the Messiah has to have come to earth, born as a baby in Bethlehem, prior to 70 AD, right? That's what Daniel is telling us. We're not talking about the New Testament. I haven't even brought up the New Testament. I'm not talking about the Gospels. I'm talking about the Jewish scriptures. And they tell us exactly where, and while they don't say exactly when, they they make it clear it's before 70 AD. It's before Jerusalem and the temple are destroyed. Now, when you take just those prophecies, just a few that I've mentioned, you can begin to weed out. Do we know anyone? Can we just think of any possible candidates that were males born from the lineage of King David in Bethlehem, Ephrata, in Judea before 70 AD who might qualify as God? Anyone, any, anyone out there, just, just spit it out. The point is the prophecies help us narrow in, eliminate options, and to tell us it can't be someone we're still waiting for. He had to come before 70 AD. That's the power of Bible prophecy, helping us know who the Messiah really is. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Our verse of the day today is found in Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 4. He then said to me, Son of man, 
Go now to the people of Israel and speak my words to them. Our prayer requests today are number one, pray that God keeps opening the hearts of people to understand the power of prophecy and its impact. And second, to pray for the Joshua Fund, that God keeps giving them ideas and resources to reach Israel and the entire epicenter with the undiluted truth of God's Word. Well, thank you for listening to this episode and understanding why we must not ignore prophecy. If you found this podcast valuable, please get in touch with us. Let us know who you are. Are you someone who's searching for Jesus? Here's where you can find him. Do you want to talk about something else on this show? Do you have a question you want Joel to answer? Send any of your comments to podcast at joshuafund.net. Your feedback is incredibly valuable to us as we develop this podcast. And as always, you can check out our show notes for anything you heard on the podcast that you'd like more information on. For Joel Rosenberg and the Joshua Fund Ministry team, I'm Carl Muller. Thanks for listening to Inside the Epicenter with Joel Rosenberg. Often we believe our questions mean we don't have faith, but I believe Jesus loves our questions. Our questions are windows into heaven. I'm Caden Fabrizio, and on the Questions with Caden podcast, we ask and answer one question per episode as relevantly and biblically as possible. Questions about fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, and so much more. Don't worry, your questions, they're not going to scare Jesus, so ask away. Listen and subscribe now at lifeaudio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.